Hello. Hello. Oh, I really, I really hope our producer Spike keeps in what we just did. <laughs> no, Welcome to We Are History. Uh, I'm Angela Barnes, and, and I'm I here am, with oh, I'm John O'Farrell. Yay! Now we are continuing our theme of doing topics that are on the primary school syllabus, um, just because it means there's really easy books out there for us to read and understand. Um, no, um, it's because we thought lots of parents are homeschooling at the moment. So if we maybe do some podcasts that might help them understand what their kids are doing for their history work. This is a national service. It is a national service, John. And I expect an MBE at least. At least. So at least um, I, t- I turned down my MBE. Yes, John, of course. you. Yeah, yeah. And the knighthood. So... I, turned, I turned them all down. I mean, to be fair, so when I turned down the knighthood, certain... I did say that my six year old daughter in a princess fairy dress probably wasn't allowed to give them out. But uh... <laughs> oh, bless! <laughs> um, so uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to be leading on this one, aren't I, Angela? You are indeed, John. And I'll tell you why you're leading on this one, John. It's because uh, your yeah, hands in the air. I I've really tried. I've done the reading. I've done my homework. Good. But I, I I'm a modern history fan. You know that about you are. Me, there's not there's so, not much Cold War espionage in this one. Not a lot of Cold War espionage in this. And I just struggle with this period of British history because I mean I know it's important and I do know the basics but when it gets to the details I'm just oh boring don't, don't. um I shouldn't say that at the I'm beginning about of to a, start doing my talk and Angie's yawning already it's like thanks a lot <laughs> I feel so supported we are doing the Roman invasion of Britain now I'm I am excited about the podcast John because I know if anyone can make this interesting oh. it is John O'Farrell now the pressure's right? on I know that I know that. And it's not fair that I'm saying that. I think what it is, for me, I I like sort of social history. I like to know what the working classes were up to when things were going on. And obviously, this is a period where before there's the not much written history. Before the Industrial Revolution. Before the internet. It's, it's, it's a period of history where, you know, archaeology is basically what we've got. Yeah, um, where we've got, go we've got and, uh, you know, Tacitus. Some and, text. Yeah, yeah. And, well, anyway, look, I've done a lot of research. Anyway, I've, I'll start, I, I've just put my caveat. I have there. worked hard on this one, Angela. And I've done words. a lot of reading. I have read Asterix in Britain. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I am now an authoritative. Uh, did you ever read the Asterix books when you were I, young? My cousin James had all the Asterix yeah. um, books, but I never really... I used to occasionally pick one up. I was and bad on have them. A look, was a but... In fact, Asterix in Britain was the first one I ever got. I remember laughing out loud at it when they, when all the legionnaires get uh, legionnaires get drunk. Uh, legionnaires, I mean. In that one, uh, if you remember, Obelix goes to a rugby match and he decides to take rugby back to Gaul. Uh, Getafix right. the Druid gives the English that, a new Getafix. Ho- Getafix. Is that really its n- yeah, their name? they're all stupid You're a drug puns. dealer. They're all... They're all, they're all um, I knew they were all puns, but I didn't know there was Getafix. one called Getafix. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Maybe that is a... <laughs> I hadn't thought about it like that. <laughs> no, I'm only now, I'm only now am I getting that only now do you John <laughs> I'm 112 <laughs> he gives a druid he gives some herbs to the English so he's a uh, drug see, dealer drug dealer uh, the herb is called a final frame what's the herb called tea oh, that is how the lovely. British got tea from Get a Fix a Druid in Asterix and Britain so that's the end of our podcast <laughs> this week thanks for listening <laughs> Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, I, I, I've been wrong. I can get aboard this this Roman stuff. Sounds fun. So according to that source, I grew up thinking that it was Caesar who invaded Britain because right. he does in this... Uh, Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar, yeah. Um, yeah. But 
Historically, it's true. He did turn up in England with a great big army, but the Romans yeah. didn't conquer Britain that early. Uh, he 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 did a sort of recce. He came right. over. He came. He saw. He went back home again. Um, so, but they did. They sort of turned up. He turned up, uh, but they did sort of form relationships. Right? Well, no, I mean, he did actually go to war with some of the Celts in southern England mm. uh, because they think that the British Celts had been assisting the Gauls of northern France in their war against the Romans. Caesar thought, well, I'm going to go over there, crush those British Celts, and right. then I won't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, to the Romans, though, Britain was, I mean, because it was across water yes. from the rest, of it, it was sort of a wild, magical, distant place. Yeah, right? I mean, if you think it's right on the edge of the world, really, Britain, to as far yeah. as the Romans were concerned, when you think back then the centre of the universe was Rome or Alexandria or, you know, the Mediterranean, mm. for, for mm. The, the, the wild, cold lands of England were like this sort of... Uh, uh, forgotten Wild corner yeah. of the world really there be dragons yeah. i mean iron yeah. age britain was populated by celts as i said they had long beards painted their bodies believed in the power of the stars and herbs they're basically a bunch of hippies angela <laughs> <laughs> um so you know the roman army's not gonna have to worry too much about them um yeah we, we have lots of archaeological evidence of the celts there's a, a rather splendid iron age shield that was recovered from the thames mm. in battersea uh, from around this period. I was going to say, was it covered in shit? That <laughs> no, was that, that was last week's it. podcast. Probably was anyway. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> an Iron Age warrior threw it in the river. I thought, I'm not going to need that. And uh, a <laughs> week later, the Romans bloody turn up. So, uh, If your job title is warrior, yeah. probably keep hold of you. Hang on to that, I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. So Julius Caesar turned up in 55 BC. BC. Yeah, it's weird living in yeah. BC, wasn't it? Counting the years backwards. That would have yeah, been. Yeah, how did they keep track? It was like oh, I'm confused <laughs> with this system. What does BC? Before should we wait? What? I'm so excited to find out what B the C stands for when we actually get to <laughs> zero C. In another fifty years, yeah. we'll know. <laughs> it's uh, BC years. Uh, well, it's before the B stands for before something beginning with C. Obviously. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> in fact, that would have been six nine nine in the Roman calendar because they dated everything from the foundation of Rome or when they imagined that Rome right. was founded. Although they didn't really name their years in the way that we do. They named them in the year of the consulship of Crassus and Pompey. So each consul served for a year and that's how they named their years. Are you, have, I, have you fallen asleep there, Angela? Yeah? Are you still awake? Yeah, pretty much. No, I'm on it. Look, I've got my catch up. So you've got Julius Caesar. He's yeah. fighting a war against the Gauls in northern yeah. France. Yeah. They're getting assistance from their fellow Celts in what's now Britain. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the channel. Uh, so he's like, right, I need to crush them, yep. show these so goals, I mean business. So the British Celts, a bit of detail here, if you'll like this. Sorry, that's my... Tina is going mad again. about this again. So a bit of detail <laughs> for you, Angela. The British yes. Celts fought the Romans bare-chested. The right. French, they went into battle stark bollock naked. Wow. Can you believe that? I mean... That's, I mean, that's just asking for it, isn't it? I mean, feel a bit self-conscious, if I'm honest. I mean, yeah. if you would think the Romans charging at you with armour and leather plates and metal all over him and a helmet, yeah. I'd be shuffling forward with my hands, covering my privates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so you've like, got one hand there. What? It's like, oh. Where would you put your shield, And when John? you turn around, exactly, you turn around, you put your, your hand, the other hand over your bum crap, you've got nothing to, to yeah. fight with. Romans parking their bikes in you. That's so oh, French, terrible. isn't it? The French is like, oh, I fight yeah. naked, I fight with no clothes on, it's yeah. natural, what's the problem? <laughs> I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> So 
Julius Caesar, uh, maybe he just came over here to fight some people with some trousers on anyway. But he came over like, with the wrong boats. Um, from the channel. Oh, well, you know boat. what happened there, don't you? What? Chris Grayling must have given the contract to one of his mates. Or That's what it was. That's... It was like, uh, they, yeah. know, they know nothing about uh, cross channels, but he's a mate of mine. He gets all the government money. <laughs> he gets all the government money. Yeah, so, so, so it... they, because, yeah, it would have been quite a different voyage for them, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're used to the Mediterranean with a sort of tidal change of a few inches and the, the yeah. massive tides of the channel. Um, so he had to abandon all that. And he came back a year later with 800 boats, especially built for the channel crossing. I say presumably different, not just like, well, one boat didn't work. Maybe 800 will. Yeah. No, um, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> These are all specially built, which is, must have been quite a commission. Yeah. Cross channel, cross channel, you know, getting the chariots up, blokes with woolly hats yeah. going, move it up a bit, move it up a bit. That's it. To me, to me. <laughs> and then everyone up to sea deck, try and get some seats together for the crossing. <laughs> visit the duty-free shop so he got as far as the thames valley right yeah yeah he he, he yeah. pushed up through southern england um right so where did they land Do you know where uh, they... they landed in your manor in kent in my manor in kent down in down in kent near the isle of thammy i think in it kent. was okay Ramsgate, uh, margate and all that yeah just on that everywhere you look on this ordnance survey there's a caesar's camp isn't there there's always like yeah. caesar's camp he must have camped all over the place, I think, Caesar. So um, all I remember from Ordnance Survey is uh, the triangulation pillars. Oh, the trig points, yeah. No, no, that trig points with the triangle with a dot in, wasn't it? Yeah. And then the pink triangles were youth hostels. That's all I remember. Oh, well, uh, they've all, I mean, if, you know, it's always got the pile. This is the pylons. This is the sort of, you know, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, archaeological site. And there's always Caesar's camp. And it's like, he was camping all over the place. I think anywhere that there's a Roman remains, they said, <laughs> oh, we'll call it Caesar's camp. I suppose. <laughs> You know, he didn't have to worry about the no camping sides being the leader of the Roman Empire. It's like, oh, who do you think you are? <laughs> well, I'm the supreme ruler of the entire Roman Empire. All right, all right. Oh, well, stay, all right. stay as long as you want. As you were. <laughs> now, in fact, uh, he did meet some opposition. And, um, right. you know, he was driven back by sheer weight of numbers. And um, um, so it wasn't a defeat as much. Um, uh, he, he just decided, no, I'm not staying. I'm not staying. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't want to conquer uh, him anyway. I actually. didn't want to conquer him. Stupid England. I'm uh, going back to uh, the mainland continent. So... So Britain at the time, we should say, is yeah. sort of quite tribal, right? You have these sort of various Celtic tribes yeah. in different areas. Um, and each tribe would have their chiefs. Yes. And the chiefs in Britain, they were paying tribute to Rome. Certainly in the south, right? yeah. They, so they were within the Roman orbit. So essentially, did Rome have a sort of protection racket going on? Yeah, it did. I mean, it, they had... Uh, um... So you pay us tributes, we won't yeah. slaughter you. You are, you are, you know, within our domain. We don't occupy you, but you... Yeah. Just to just so that uh, we don't come around and break both your legs. Um, would there have been to... trade? Was that yeah, a, loads of trade. Reasons yeah. to pay tribute. Oh, so absolutely. That's they, why they, you they would have been getting uh, stuff from Britain. Would have been the valuables. Would have been uh, tin, copper, gold, silver, slaves, um, uh, furs, marble. And and well, I think some of the chiefs started to take on quite a a Roman look. They did. They? That was like, they would, it's like well, like, that was we, a sort of sign of wealth or status. Absolutely. Rather. Can't help noticing. Boss, that you're getting a bit sort of Romany. Because oh, yeah, no, what, yeah. I'm pure Celt from the from the laurel <laughs> on my head to the sandals on my feet. <laughs> I my I, my plan is to integrate the Roman Empire and 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 change it from within. You pass those grapes, would you? <laughs> so, Angela's coughing on her tea at my impression well, of our Labour Party sellout. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, the 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 the, the upper classes. Quite fancy the mm. sort of uh, the civilization of Rome and the idea mm. of the central heating. Yeah, we'll have a bit of that, please. Um, so you get, I suppose, um, well, they 
starting to speak Latin and uh, well, yeah, I suppose that uh, became part of the language of the upper classes that they yeah, were yeah. because there wasn't a lot of as I say there wasn't a lot of trade shortbread biscuits you know Johnny Walker whiskey uh, <laughs> uh, postcards with Diana on all the usual things that we export um, yeah. Marmite Marmite yeah well, we love it we hate yeah. it um, but anyway so Julius Caesar for that hundred years after him Britain became a sort of a mystical place and it's like oh Julius Caesar couldn't even conquer it wow this wild place across the water exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um there, uh, were, there was sort of didn't caligula at one point was going to that's right the try, yeah. wasn't he there's several plans to invade it and it was like whenever a politician in rome was in trouble or a leader in rome was in trouble it was like another military campaign will turn my fortunes around mm. and you have to think who's where else is there left to conquer they didn't want to cross that's the rhine they didn't want to go to Iraq. That was a terrible idea. Mm. So uh, they, um, they looked to Britain. <laughs> Glad you're admitting it. John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, on the edge of the map, and you know, Britain gained this sort of mystique and glamour as a place that Caesar had not been able to conquer. So we're sort of a century on. We're in AD 43, and we have Emperor Claudius, who was succeeded Caligula. Is that right? Oh, I can't remember. I was, uh, was I was, I was too young and back I, then to remember it. <laughs> Were you? Oh. <laughs> Just um, and. Apparently, he he really needed a victory because well, he was seen as being sort of intellectually weak, even though he wasn't. I, I think the book I read described him as said if he was around today, he'd be known as an eccentric. OK, so he was seen as being sort of um, not well in the head, but actually he was just a different sort of thinker. Claudius okay and um, what we might call not neurotypical, maybe. Right. And um, so he was facing this military revolt at home and he needed a distraction he needed a victory right where better than the wild people across the water right because it'll be that will show people that yep. i'm a strong leader and that i'm so know, i deserve this position that i found myself in so i'll invade kent where angela's ancestors have an iron age sex shop. <laughs> it's always kent isn't it this kent. is why i do think that this is why kent has historically such a, a bad attitude towards immigration i think well, it's because it's the army's always came there. The art, well, or just that's just where yeah. invading troops always came. And I think it's in their sort of DNA to be suspicious of anyone coming across the channel. <laughs> now you've got Nigel Farage sitting on the bloody deck. Standing there of... shouting at the sea, fucking idiot. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Battle of Hastings, Sussex. So they, they, well, yeah, they, they yeah. mixed it up a bit then. So let's yeah. change. Well, I suppose he came from Normandy, so maybe that was, yeah. Do you know what? When I was talking about JC, uh, Caesar, mm. talking about the Isle of Thanet, I think this was the invasion that was at the Isle of Thanet. Uh, oh, right, okay. Because uh, 40,000 soldiers turned up there. There was a massive battle at the Battle of the Medway. So that's around there, isn't it? Right, that's, I know the Medway well. Yeah. River runs through Maidstone. Two days that raged, uh, that battle. Wow. And the Britons were led by Caractacus. The sun. Oh, is that now? Let me get this right. Is that the fascinating witches who put the scintillating stitches in the breeches of the boys who put the powder on the noses of the faces of the ladies of the harem of the court of King Caractacus? That Caractacus. That's really impressive. What is that from? It's unfortunately it's a Rolf Harris song, and I really wish it wasn't. But <laughs> oh, I had the album fan. when you're I was a, a kid. <laughs> I had the Rolf Harris children's song I was, album. I was going to say, I was going to burn into my brain. He's the son of <laughs> Cunobelin. Or Shakespeare's Cymbeline, as we all oh, know in the Cymb play. We've all read Cymbeline. We've all love Cymbeline. It's the most, we've all read that oh, one. Cymbeline. Great cracking I mean, read, mate. I mean, um, as, uh, just to quote Cymbeline, uh, no, I can't. Uh, <laughs> is, which is the one? It's not, is Cymbeline the one with all the blood and guts? No, that's Titus Andronicus. Oh, that's Titus Andronicus. I'm dropping off the hands. I remember going, 
to um, I, I went when I was at school in the sixth form. I did uh, theatre studies A level, and we went to Stratford upon Avon, mm -hmm. and we got backstage tours at the yes, RSC and I stuff. Did that, yeah. And they um, were doing a production at the RSC, doing a production of Titus Andronicus. And they showed us backstage where um, and there was like a, a sort of alleyway that had been created yeah. where the actors would come off stage, run through, and the backstage crew would just throw blood and guts oh my on God. them. I as they ran past them. When they production. ran back on stage, they were covered in blood and guts. I think I saw that production because we were, being a drama student at university, we went to um, Stratford and... Mm. Um, yeah, that was the, 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 that that production of Titus Andronicus. She came out with her hands all dripping with blood and her mouth dripping with blood because they cut her tongue out as well, don't they, in that play? Yeah, yeah. And she has to write with a stick in her mouth who raped her. They write it in the sand. It's Ooh. a lovely, lovely, happy play. Lovely, jolly. We, we thought this was a show we're doing for the primary school children could listen children, to. Children, yeah. Sorry, yeah, forget yeah, Titus Andronicus. Forget that altogether. entirely. <laughs> yeah, so the battle went on for two days. There's no bridge across the Medway. So the, the, no. the, the, the Celts... There thought, is now, John. Oh. Several. Really? God, it's really annoying one-way system in Maidstone across all the bridges. That's, a, that's it's really come on down in Kent. Isn't it? Has. Bridges. <laughs> yeah. but the, so the locals thought they were safe, you know, from the Roman army, but the whole uh, Roman army swam across the Medway in full armour and no one was expecting wow. that. They'd had their, the Romans had had their swimming lessons. They'd got their swimming in their armour badges. And, um, <laughs> a brick in the bottom yeah, of the yeah, you pool got to go in, in their armour armor and get it well I think what th <laughs> things got particularly nasty when one of the Romans said I'm going wild swimming and then a Celt said <laughs> well in my day that was just called swimming and then it all <laughs> all bloody hell all bloody hell went <laughs> the British I'm going to say British because they weren't the English of course then there was no Angles there were no so it was the British Celts no so yeah the British pushed back to the Thames and yeah. um, that's the next line of Eleven... fortification 11 British kings surrendered. Eleven. Eleven. That's a lot of kings. Yeah, it's a surplus, isn't it? Too many kings. And yeah. One king would have been enough, I think. But yeah. you can't tell these counts anything. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. really easy to be a king. I, well, maybe it was just tribal leader. They called them kings just to big yeah. it up a bit. But anyway, yeah. they got the surrender of 11 kings. They sent that now. They sent for Emperor Claudius to come over and accept the surrender. So they're all doing the fighting. Right. And the emperor's like, right, and now he swans in. Yeah, but it must. It can't have been quick. That it's not like you text him and he's down the road. It's like, is it send a message yeah, to Rome or something? It's Rome, like, yeah, it must take months. You would have thought so. And then, but you know, it must have been worth it for the PR for him to go. He there accepted the surrender of the kings. Do you know how they impressed the locals, Angela? I do, John. Oh, and this is a, so they had a victory parade through Colchester, as you do with elephants. Elephants in Colchester. Where did they get the elephants from, John? Oh, maybe the circus was in town. So it must be. Because did they... <laughs> no, they the brought the elephants over on a boat. So they must have had... Well, yeah, and a boat big enough for elephants. For, ele for also, lots of elephants. Were the elephants... If, if, if um, Claudius was coming from Rome... Yeah. I'm, I'm really obsessed with this. Were the elephants in Rome and came with him? I don't know if they were waiting the other side in of the channel. In which case, there must have been a the whole... elephants get to Rome? Uh, just the logistics of it. There must have been the elephant department who were in charge of... Victory parades with elephants. elephants. So, we go, so there's some bloke who's like, oh, no, now I've got to take the bloody elephants on the ferry. It's, uh, <laughs> it's coming. It's from on top. They want it for a parade in Colchester or something. So they, they had to, must have had to row these galleys or sail these boats over with bloody elephants on, all shackled. And they're elephant handlers and food for the elephants. It's quite a, quite an achievement if you think about it. Yeah. Never... I just want to know how the elephants... Did, did the elephants come via Rome? I mean, presumably elephants, what? <laughs> African or Indian African, I would elephants. say. So African elephants. So did 
were they already in Rome? Did they have to wait for the elephants to get from Africa to Rome oh, and I'm, then? I think it, within the Roman I mean, Empire, for, for gladiatorial purposes. So they've probably, been yeah. breeding elephants in Rome by I, this well, point. Well, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on this, Angela. But my guess <laughs> I'm is... I'm sorry, I'm just fixated on the elephants. My guess is that Rome that elephants were used within the Roman Empire for ceremonial purposes, mm, mm. but they would have really impressed the British Celts, so they thought... Impressed, stroke, terrified. Exactly. Could you imagine seeing an elephant for the first time as an adult? Yeah. You didn't know that was a thing? No pictures of elephants back then. No. What I think, we're pro- I think perhaps we're putting too much stress on the elephants, if I may say so now. This historical podcast, okay. I think... I'm just trying to find the bits that interest me, John. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it's the elephants. So, uh, you know, the elephants down cultures the high street, still the most interesting thing ever to happen in Colchester, by the way. Uh, no. And uh, they were pushing westward. They were pushing northward. Uh, was no man going to stand up to these Roman invaders, Angela? Was there <laughs> not one British man brave and strong enough to unite the tribes John. and fire back? Angela's got her hand up. You at the back, Barnes. Was there a man? <laughs> no. no, there wasn't because it was a woman. Oh, that's very good. That's very yeah. good. Well, Are we going to talk about Boudicca? One. We're not going to talk about Boudicca in no. part two because we did a bloody podcast about her already. Yeah, go listen to that. Go and listen one. to that one. Good. But we'll take a I short, like a fiery redhead. We'll take a short break there to clean up after the elephant parade. <laughs> and um, we'll come back and tell you a little bit about Boudicca, but mostly about what happened when the Romans continued their war on Britain. Hello and welcome back to We Are History, where we are making the Roman conquest of Britain fun. Aren't we, John? <laughs> it's, I'm interested in it. No, it is. It is. I'm being really mean. This is globalisation. This is the first globalisation. It is. You're right. It's a big Um, deal. So so, so we got up to uh, our friend Boudicca. Yeah. And like we said, we've done an episode on that. So go and listen to that if you want to know what happened there. Her rebellion was the toughest test faced by the Romans during their entire 400 year occupation of Britain. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, You just just told them uh, that the Romans win. Oh, no. We nearly led to them withdrawing from the island, though. Nearly did. Okay. Um, as you'll know from when you listened to that brilliant podcast. Oh, those guys are great, aren't they? I love they that. Are we, are great. we are history guys. They're funny, but they make right. you think as well. They make history. If only it had been like that school job. Oh, the dust, dry and dusty history we had. But like these good. guys, oh, they, they make yeah. it. It's interesting, but you know, there's a few smiles along the way. <laughs> anyway, that was around 60 AD, Boudicca. And once yep. she had been defeated... Mm-hmm. The bloody Romans, they carried on pushing north and west, like I said. They uh, they weren't happy with just the south, were they? No, they no, weren't they, happy they, with the Midlands. They weren't happy with, you know, conquering Colchester I think, or whatever. I think the first sort of uh, barrier, there was a sort of line between the Severn and the Trent. So I'm doing a diagonal, right. I'm doing diagonal sort of um, hands here for on Zoom. But if you think yeah. about the, the, the big uh, estuary, uh, the southwest, you know, of Bristol right up to um, Hull, that whole yeah. bit of England was it's, it's flat. It's easier to conquer, and you've got over the most of the rivers uh, things. So, but they but, but they carried yeah. on pushing. They got as far as Carlisle in AD seventy two, putting yeah. down the bloody Roman roads, and all the local villagers was like, "No to Watling Street bypass. Save uh, our common." Swampy in a tree. Swampy there. Oh, no. Swampy in ye tree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Swampicus. <laughs> and uh, Anglesey, there was a big uh, massacre at Anglesey, massacre of the Druids mm. there. So they'd gone right that far west. Yeah, northern Wales. So, but I mean, yeah. the, that, you know, the mountains were hard. So the mountain, mountains of central Wales and the Pennines, that was obviously a much bigger deal. 
Um, yes. But they were putting their Roman roads all over the place. You know, service stations selling overpriced fry ups, disappointing <laughs> eggs, solid job. You, you must eat in a few service Unless stations. Unless you go to, uh, well, you know what the best service station in Britain is, don't you, John? I don't know. Tell me. Tea Bay. Have you never been to Tea Bay no. Services? No, where's that? <gasps> is that Roman? Is it oh named after gosh. Tiberius? There will be people listening now who are going, John, just go to Tea. I mean, obviously not now when we're in lockdown, but you have to go to Tea Bay Services, the best service station. In the country. Gloucester's a close second because they're run by the same people. But T Bay Service, it's like an independent service station. Oh, that's what it should be. It's a farm shop. They grew their own ale. Um, You would love T Bay Services, John. But the thing is, I have to get the one that's on the route I'm going. That's the. the, the... (laughs) That's the one thing about. You do get a bit obsessed with service stations when, when you're, you're on the road like comedian, you when you're on yeah. the road yeah um so i've got my favorites and i've got the ones that i'd rather hold on to a wee and wait till the next <laughs> one because they're that bad um you know so this was very much what the romans were talking about as they were going through they said well, well let's conquer the bits that got better service stations service stations exactly exactly they went on the uh, it's worth paying the toll on the m6 just to go to norton Keynes. you know this is very much recorded in the roman texts so so because britain wasn't britain as we know it today it wasn't one unitary state of course but, like we said, it was all these tribes and farmers who didn't have the supply lines of the Roman Empire. So the Roman Empire had these supply lines going back to Rome, across the water to Rome, yeah. really, where they could get supplies, they could get food, um, food they could get yeah. supplies for battle, they could yeah. get anything that they needed. Whereas the British farmers, farmers, British farmers, and also they were limited. The the Romans could hunker down, right, and just stay there with these supplies. Whereas the British they're farmers they're like i've got to get back to my land i've got to go back and fill out some subsidy forms exactly exactly you know <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got a harvest to bring in or whatever it would have made so, an which interesting... was a really interesting storyline on the archers right. um <laughs> but it has been going that back. long it has. <laughs> yeah and, and also of course there were all sorts of local wars that have been simmering for decades so if the Millwall if fans tribes didn't yeah. all get on no no they? if you've got your Millwall fans the and, the, well. and the west ham fans they could all have a go at each other. Then they thought, well, that's if I could get the Romans to beat up the West Ham fans, that's definitely worth it. So yeah, Caesar's yeah. maxim had been divide and rule and it was never used so effectively as an invasion of Britain. Yeah. Exactly. And the other thing, which is hard for us to get our head around now, is how mm. these invasions took place over decades. They yeah. weren't like, not like weeks or months, like the Normandy landings in World War II. This is like, well, my grandson might finish this off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You start a campaign, but like I say, you've got to get from Rome yeah. to... Britain on yeah. horses and boats or whatever you know in yeah. it's it's not something that's like you, you're not they're not flying in and dropping bombs no I mean so, so the, how the emperor is supposed to turn around his popularity with this war but I suppose that's why you you'd understand like Claudius would go I need this one campaign which will be my life which oh will I see be okay my, yeah I, I know suppose, they don't like me now but I'll have, I'll have this place conquered in a quarter of a century <laughs> century exactly and that will be my legacy and yes. you know the next campaign will be someone else. I don't know. It's, um, yeah. So he, so they put a new governor. Anyway, they put a new governor in Britain. He was called yes. Ag- Agricola. Oh, nice fizzy drink for farmers. <laughs> I think it's probably Agricola. Agricola, let's say Agricola. like that. Agricola. Agricola. I'll have some Agricola, Agricola. please, farmer. <laughs> i have a pint of Agricola, no ice. He Thanks. gets a glowing write-up from the great Roman historian Tacitus. Oh. Just happens to be he... his son-in-law. Right, okay, yes. And again... That sort of thing could never happen. No, no. Today, the press the showing any sort of nepotism or he thought, well, I'm going to conquer Caledonia or Scotland as we know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this... Which, which I 
Claudius hadn't... It hadn't got that far. You know, so got they, that far. Yeah, they just kept pushing north and thought, right, well, uh, these guys are still marauding over the border and saying that Hogbany is better than Christmas and all those things. So um, <laughs> Scotland oh, was... It wasn't called Scotland because the Scots at that point lived in Ireland, which is confusing. It's what? The, it's the Picts. They lived in Northern Ireland, so the yes. Picts lived in... The Picts. Uh, yeah, it's all very confusing, especially if it's in Latin, yeah. which makes it even Are harder to work out. Are the Picts the ones that paint themselves blue, or is that... Uh, I think that's actually... Everyone a, painted themselves blue in I think that's days, in that bloody film, uh, William Wallace and Grollet. Oh, but, that's uh, right, yes. It's... Um, uh, they didn't. That's all sort of made up. I um, I did a joke in What the Week last night, John. That oh, I good. Like, but I don't know if it'll make the edit, so I'll tell you it now. Yeah. It was, you know, there's this, um, there's a new vaccine that they're making in Scotland. Yeah. Called Valneva. Right. I said they they should call it Valneva. Take our freedom. Anyway, if I wasn't okay. sucking my tea, I would have laughed more loudly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they keep Friday or something. No, no, I'm not that basic, John. I'm <laughs> no, that is that is route one, wasn't clever. it? Clever. No, they'll never take our freedom. Well, that should make the edit. I hope it will make. I the hope edit. it does. I hope it does. <laughs> um, Tacitus has this Pictish leader Galgacus saying to his troops, "They make a desert and they call it peace." Uh, you might remember nice. that line. It's in Gladiator, and Ridley Scott uh, has his line being said by Connie Nelson to Russell Crowe. So, was it Connie Nelson? Was it the Pictish leader, Galgacus? You decide who's right. I'll be honest. I've never seen Gladiator. Oh, it's quite good, actually. Um, I actually thought you said dessert and they call it peace. They make a dessert and they call it peace. And I thought, well, that makes sense because I make peace with anyone bringing me a poo. I think it's a great line there. They make a desert and call it peace because the whole sort of idea yeah. of, you know, with the empires bring peace. Yeah, but by killing everyone. The justification for the British Empire yeah. was it stops the war in India of the various things. It's like, well, it's fine if you killed everyone so i think well, that's a yeah, perennial yeah. it's a perennial sort of um uh, answer it is i'm people. sorry i, I no, trod on it with no, a desert, the desert pun was worth it the dessert pun sorry <laughs> there they make a dessert and they call it peace maybe that's what he said maybe that's what he maybe said. that's what he meant yeah so have a jam roly poly and we'll all be friends that's, <laughs> that's how that. i read it <laughs> the romans if i could continue you at the back sorry. Sorry. They continue this, this right is exactly up into what this feels like. A, a, a lesson school. at school. And I'm, I'm there will be a test. There it. will be a test. <laughs> they went all the way up at the eastern Scotland. Do you think of Hadrian's Wall? Do you think they didn't get... But no, they went all the way up. Mm. They went past modern-day Aberdeen, almost to Inverness. Wow. Then they continued round the coast by boat over the top of Scotland. But, of course, the Highlands proved very difficult mm. to occupy and supply. And so in the first century... It wasn't until the Emperor Hadrian in the 100s mm. that they withdrew and they built a great big wall. And right. that's what we yeah. know as Hadrian's Wall. Hadrian's Wall. All those people who worked hard on it, they said they showed it to Hadrian. They've been labouring on this for 10 years, sir. So <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, I think we should call it Hadrian's Wall. Right. What? Right. Well, you weren't actually here whilst we were building it. You know, I mean, some of the lads have got quite a few suggestions. But, okay, Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> Mike, the Mike's emperor. been here from the beginning. We should call it Mike's Wall. Mike, that's only fair, no. isn't it? <laughs> Do you know where the wall ends? Actually, I don't, actually. Ends at Wall's End. Oh, oh yes, that does make sense. Yeah, well, that's where that. they, they saw that on the map. They thought, well, that's where we should aim for. Yeah. <laughs> they found um, remains of North Africans at Hadrian's Wall. I know, that's amazing, what isn't it? What a posting that must have been. So you've got... Yeah. That's, that shows that there used... are black people in Britain going back 2,000 years. Is, I mean, we've talked about this on previous podcasts. Yeah, yeah. This sort of idea that black people have only been in Britain since the yeah. 50s. Yeah, I don't know what the Latin is uh, for. But where are you from, from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's amazing. Imagine if you grew up in the deserts of North Africa and the sunshine and the heat, and suddenly you're stuck on some freezing cold God. wall in the Scottish borders. That must have been Jeez. a pretty rum posting, wasn't it? 
bit of a culture shock. Well, not culture shock. What's the word? Yeah, culture shock. Anna, sort of. Well, yeah, yeah, culture shock, I suppose. Anna, Everything yeah. shock. Everything they, shock. They did yeah. try, actually, moving the border further north. So you've got Antonine's Wall, which is right. on the Firth of Clyde and Forth. So that's sort of, you know, the rivers of Glasgow and Edinburgh. Mm. Narrower a bit of uh, Scotland, but it didn't work. And they fell back uh, to the approximate English border, which has ended up actually being the limit of the Roman Empire. And the last... So it never went past that, did No, they? the last attempt of any expansion, really, in the Roman Empire. So Scotland, really, well done, Scots. Mm. You stopped the Roman Empire in their tracks. They never yeah. they never tried to expand any further after that. They met Rabsi Nesbitt and went, oh, no, that... Exactly. Turn back. <laughs> Ireland, they never even bothered. Eventually, they had all uh, these different borders for England and all these different divisions. But eventually, mm. they divided it into two. Do you know what they called yep. them? <laughs> I do. Britannia Superior and Britannia Inferior. Now, Northerners. Northerners, yeah. I don't want you to <laughs> get infer anything Ooh, from the fact you were called get angry. Britannia Inferior. You know, just because the Southerners called themselves Britannia Superior, you shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't take anything from that. Technically, though, wouldn't you think that Superior would be the one on top. I think Superior. I suppose the... they weren't necessarily looking at a map the way that we. That's true. They weren't. Looking... No, they probably had it on its side. But apart from yeah, anything yeah. else, uh, I think it was the size of the territory and the yeah. wealth. And just of that, that we're Superior, John. Maybe it's just. A I thought I'd say that. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, just say it's the better beer down south. Or we're going to get letters now. Uh, do you know there, there was a lovely moment on Twitter last week? So um, I, I did Mot the Week yeah. with Maisie Adam, who's oh, yeah. a brilliant she's comic, um, and she's from Yorkshire. Yeah, but she's from a very middle class family. Like her, uh, what was it? Her grandfather did something. He was like um, chief of police or something okay. in the Yorkshire Ripper. Anyway, quite a middle class family. Anyway, th- there was a bit in Mot the Week where we we were sort of me and Ed Gamble were kind of ribbing her about her accent. Yeah, right. But we're all mates, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was. It was all done in fun and it was fun. It made the edit. And some bloke on Twitter started giving it these middle class southerners taking the piss out of the working class. And Maisie was like, um, I'm not working class, Angela is. You're the one <laughs> yeah, making yeah. judgments there, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Because the accent. But, you know, they just assumed that she's northern, northern so she must be working class. class. Angela's southern, so she must be middle class. Like, no. this, this is exactly <laughs> why England got divided up into Britannia superior and Britannia inferior. But uh, Britannia both parts, mm-hmm. was the most rebellious territory uh, within the Roman Empire for the entire 400 years that the Romans were here. So were these sort of tribal... They, they didn't go away, did they? No. They didn't stop being tribal communities and settlements. Yeah, so. it needed more occupying soldiers than any other province in the Roman Empire per capita. Mm. Roman cities in England were fortified. Not the case in Gaul. Because the, wow. the French were all like, oh, yeah, we give up, surrender. Just you know, shrugged, yeah. Shrugged. <laughs> Waved the white flag. Yeah. But the British, the <laughs> proud British, were like, we shall never surrender. <laughs> so this proves we were the hardest. And uh, as yeah. I say, Scotland... Up yours, Delors. Yeah, up, exactly. <laughs> and the Scots even more so. So well done, Scotland. As I say, you know, the rest of it, too much drizzle. They're not going... After they yeah, conquered Britain, they thought, uh, we're not, let's not go any further north. It's too much, yeah. too, too much rain. They started remembering, oh, the Mediterranean is quite nice. Yeah, why did we come here? Why, we why, come? why are we here? This food is terrible. where we used to live. The food in this service station is terrible. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the tea one that Angela keeps going they, on. Like. They didn't get as far as Tea Bay, that's the problem. So, um, local aristocracy did okay out of it all. Yeah. They built villas, had slaves, were basically sort of neo Roman. Romanized, <laughs> weren't they? Yeah. 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 Um, buried their coins. Yeah. Uh, to be dug up 2,000 years later, yeah, John, didn't there's, they? There's always some bloke on the um, news, isn't there? There's always like, oh, a farmer on local news west 
a farmer has found a treasure. And you see the farmer, he looks really worried that he's going to have to give this to the local museum. It's, it's mine. It's, um, I hope I get to keep uh, the cash. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when, uh, when the empire was collapsing in the early 400s, the, a lot of the uh, Gallic Romans crossed the channel and because it was safer here for the marauding Goths. And they, they came over here and buried their treasure, I think, hoping to come back for, to it. Oh, so, really? So, Marauding Goths just puts a picture in my head. Yeah, yeah, no, like they're, they're, all, they're all massive. Running to away from Manson. a Marilyn Manson concert. <laughs> they're all <wore> black. <laughs> and they're all like. <laughs> I mean, one of the best, sorry, I keep going off on a tangent here, but I saw a brilliant, I was at Reading Festival one year when yeah. Marilyn Manson was playing. Yeah. And it was full of these sort of goth emo kids. Yeah. And um, I was watching something somewhere else, and we turned around, and it was raining. Really hard. Oh. So they saw these goth emos obviously brought their mum's umbrellas. They also had these like floral umbrellas. Just stop the black hair dye running down their faces. Stop all their makeup on Yes, well, uh, Britain was actually, as I say, a safer place to be. I mean, very hard to put a date on when the Roman occupation of England ends because it was such a sort of mm. organic, you know, lots of them stayed. Piecemeal kind of But there thing, was a yeah. point in 410 when the Roman rulers of England sent to Rome asking for help. And the message came back, you know, obviously months later, saying, look to your own defences. And it's like, right, what, what does he mean by that then? Does that, yeah. does that mean he's sending loads of armies to help us? Or we're fucked? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, what could that mean? There was a gradual evolution of a society where more invasions came because there were no Romans to defend the the villas and the the, mm. the, the the cities that they had built whilst they were here during those four centuries, the Angles and the Jutes and the Saxons started to turn up. Weirdly, they started to build their settlements next to the Roman ones. Instead of using the Roman uh, yeah. uh, towns, they they were, I don't know, they, maybe they thought they were haunted or something. They used to take up all the road, the bricks from the road and build their houses with them. So that's why lots of the roads don't survive. I wonder if it was seen as sort of, superstitious you know to yeah. build on their settlements maybe you think they would have used their sewers and their aqueducts yeah. and their, all that stuff but they didn't they built yeah. next to them generally and um you know gradually roman influence uh, diminished and in mainland europe you know the languages were much more influenced by uh latin than than our own languages we had mm. um much more germanic influence of course and germany wasn't occupied yeah. by the roman empire anything other side the of the Elba, rhine the, yeah yeah in fact, it was the freezing of the Rhine in 409, which uh, allowed all the marauding Goths to come over with their hair dye and their black mm. eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the Romans in Britain, uh, Angela. Uh, I've learned a lot, John. Yeah, Thank you. My main sources for that were Roman Britain, A New History by Guy de la Baudière. And David Mattingly wrote An Imperial Possession, Britain in the Roman Empire. Those are the books I looked and at. And I read a book from the... You know, there's that series of books called A Very Short Introduction to... Oh, yeah. Lots of topics. They're really good little handbooks, actually. And I read The Very Short Introduction to Roman Britain. Very good. Do you remember the... It was very short. You're probably too young to remember <laughs> the scandal about Romans in Britain. Do you remember the I whole thing? I don't remember that. 1982, was so it? I was only... Six. Okay, then. I was at university doing drama, so it was mm. quite a big thing. Oh yeah. But it was a play at the National Theatre called The Romans in Britain, and uh, it made history of its own really because it was pros- prosecuted for gross indecency by Mary Whitehouse, the um, oh. anti sort of sleaze campaigner, because it yeah. featured a gay rape. Uh, oh, wow. But actually, it was a play about imperialism and about the abuse of power, and it felt quite relevant at the time in Northern Ireland. And also, actually, if you remember back to our history of swearing episode, yes. in that book holy shit it was called right. about the history of swearing and that the way that the gay sort of male on male rape was used 
in Roman times as a kind of assertion of power. And, right. You know, that's all covered in that book. It's really interesting. And yes. so, you know, it was historically... Accurate. No, it was. And it was a comment accurate. on... It was yeah. a com- I think it was a comment on Britain and Northern Ireland. But... Yeah. The case collapsed because Mary Whitehouse hadn't gone and seen the play anyway. She'd sent her lead, uh, her prosecutor uh, to the National. He sat right at the back of the theatre. And when he claimed to have seen a male penis, he, he had to admit he couldn't really see very clearly. It could have been the thumb, someone's thumb. Which is a bit of, if I was that actor, I'd probably be, be like, oh, all right. All right, right. Somewhat a, a baby's arm, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the whole case collapsed. But it got a lot of publicity at the time. And it was the last... I think it was the last prosecution for grace and decency we've had in this country. Romans in wow. Britain. Do it as your school panto. Uh, yeah, do it. Hate those gay rape scenes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the Romans, you know, they, uh, 400 years, they left a big impression on this country, but not as great as on continental Europe. Mm. Read asterisks in Britain. <laughs> Read. I'm gonna. Sounds fun. Uh, um, and, um, you know, uh, don't bother doing Latino level. It's a lot. It's a lot of hard work and you don't need to do it to get into Cambridge anymore. <laughs> I think Good that's advice. why we were made to do it at my school. Oh, really? Because that was what that the you couldn't get Cambridge into Oxford or Cambridge without Latin O level, and then they changed wow. that rule, and they said, "Oh, we're not going to bother with this anymore." Mm. So yeah, so but Latin is no longer the lingua franca of uh, the uh. world, except that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> on that bombshell. Um, on that bombshell. <laughs> on that gag, we'll leave Thank you. you so- well, gag's a strong word. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, that's probably um, over <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at We Are History Pod and not at We Are History, the band that John keeps tweeting. <laughs> Sorry, and guys. And do do um, keep sending us suggestions. Do, yeah, send us suggestions and um, give us a review if you wouldn't mind. We would really just a, appreciate just, that. Just, just five stars and Uber. Nice. That'd be great. Five stars and a, you know that'd be good. Just bump us up the old ratings a little bit. That would be lovely. Thanks for listening, and, everyone. Um, we will be back next week. Next week. Bye. <laughs>